We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Today, we're going to talk about how to win in the 2023 DFW real estate market. But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So let's get a conversation going about your title needs. Today's guest, I've had her on the show before. I'm very excited to have her back. This is Stacey Feltman. She's with the Stacey Feltman Group. And she and her team did over $70 million in production last year. So you're going to want to hear what she has to say. Thank you for coming back to the show, Stacey. Always have pleasure to have you, you on. Love You're one of my favorite you. guests. So I think, have you been on two times now? Two times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my very favorite guests. You were one of my first guests too, yes. like at the very beginning when I started this thing. So I was a little guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> you did a really, really good job. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, the first thing I kind of want to talk about is like, let's discuss where we are right now. Today is May third. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're into second quarter, of course. Yes. And so let's kind of talk about where we are in Collin County in the real estate. Well, we can talk about the Metroplex mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely. Thoughts? So November of last year, we paused and we paused in a big, bad way. Oh, I know we paused. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) Because of interest rates. So about about four to five weeks ago, the market just all of a sudden picked up. I think buyers came to the conclusion that the interest rates are here to stay. They're Mm going to go up. They're going to go down. But the market has moved very quickly back into multiple bid situations. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Multiple bids. Are we talking everywhere or are we talking in certain part of towns? What what part of town are we talking about? So North North Dallas area. Okay. Um, I have listings in Fort Worth and they're longer on the market, 30 to 60 days, okay. even if you price right. But per se, Frisco. Let's talk about Frisco. Oh my so, God, Frisco has got so much <laughs> yeah, to talk about. <laughs> so I did an analysis in the last 30 days. Things going over list are going from 1% over list to 18% over list. 18% over list. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I did a contract um, with my team, $65,000 over list price, and it made appraisal. What was the price point? In the 600s. Were you the one that talked about the 90000 over ask? And we did that in the too. mastermind? Mm-hmm. When you said 90000 over ask, yes. I was like, here we, here we go again. No, but we're making appraisal. Um, we do appraisal packages as a buyer's agent. We do that. We'll get to that mm-hmm. when you're talking when we talk about contract a- tactics. Absolutely. So um, we're we're getting the contracts accepted. Um, it's all about how you present. Yeah. 90K, 65, mm-hmm. 85K. Okay. So, and I had this conversation with a realtor on Monday. What I think is interesting, I mean, obviously we've, we can tell that consumers are adjusted to the new Absolutely. interest rates. And this is where we are now, right? And so these multiple offers, multiple showings over list uh, uh, offers, it's our inventory problem. Absolutely. Do you want to touch on why we have an inventory problem? So uh, sellers are not wanting to sell because their interest rates that they currently have is so low. Um, We're having a problem with the new builds, actually. Yep. Um, I have a new build contract that has been on our books for 23 
months. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And it's not like how, it is not done. Hopefully, how hopefully it's closing at the end of this month. But that is a long time to wait. Um, new builders are doing escalation clauses. So when you close, depending on what builder you're at, you might sign a contract for 500 and then you're closing uh, at 625. 100? Yeah. Are you, is yes. that a real scenario? Absolutely. And buyers are saying, no, sorry. And the builder's okay with that because uh-huh. they're able to get it with buyer number two at that Okay. Price. I've been he- hearing some noise on some of the real estate Facebook groups about escalation clauses. Yes. And I didn't know that they, it makes sense that builders are using them. Builders can. We can actually too in the Dallas-Fort Worth okay, area. Okay. Explain. Because I've always been told that escalation clauses are illegal. Everybody wants to say illegal. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, and, and they are. If an agent does it, we can't even in special provisions on a contract do legal mumbo jumbo lingo. If we hire an attorney and an attorney with our offer, we present it with the escalation clause. Okay. There you go. All right. That is, that is what I've always heard. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that anything had changed there, but there's a lot of questions about escalation clauses. Absolutely. Hire an attorney. Hire an attorney. That's the answer. If you need an attorney, I got an attorney. Mm -hmm. Lawyer's title. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we've talked about the lack of inventory. We know that builders are having some trouble getting back online after they paused. We also know people don't want to sell their houses because they don't want to get out of their interest rate. Well, I would also think that part of that is also they overpaid for the house. They're not going to be able to get their money back out. Necessarily, absolutely, get their money back out depending Mm -hmm. on how much they overpaid. We're having that trouble in my neighborhood. People are wanting to. They're attempting to sell their house, mm-hmm. attempting to sell their house, yeah. and then they want a waiver for to be able to lease the house prior to the two years that they've owned it and lived in it, which is part of our really RCCRs, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, I don't know. But, you know, the funny thing is we do have several clients that have to sell within a two-year period. So they've only owned the house less than two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're concerned about, you know, paying the government with owning it oh, less yeah. than two years. But we're able to get them a profit still. Well, my neighborhood needs to call you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, so anything, anything else notable about the current market right now? We didn't touch on. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Okay. I want to dig into some because what I found was you was more unique, not completely unique, but more unique to you and your team were the strategies that you guys implemented during the super aggressive market. Mm-hmm. Those some of those tactics are back. You're gonna have Absolutely. to you're redeploying those tactics yes. again, right? You pivot now. We're pivoting again, and you were v- always very very skilled at getting your offers accepted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you weren't having a lot of issues with your houses not selling and your and your buyers not finding homes. Whereas I know a lot of other people struck, struggle with that. So yeah. let's talk about creating a winnable offer. Okay. So we'll start with buyers and then we'll move on to sellers. Okay. So how do you create that? And I know everything's specific to properties and stuff and this, the terms are specific. But how do you approach crafting that winning scenario for your buyers. Mm-hmm. You want to impact that a little bit Absolute, for us? Absolutely. So earnest money is refundable in different portions of the contract. Right. Everyone does the 1%. Absolutely fine. We increase it to the 2%. Okay. So 2% on earnest money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the number one thing that is the biggest skin in the game is option money. 
and option days. Okay, well, let's clarify because a lot okay. of people were getting rid of option period during the last, mm-hmm. which I never was a fan of that. So right. you do put in an option period. Absolutely. 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 Have an option period, okay. Yes. Unless I'm working with my investors and that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a showing, they go in and see that everything's fine. They're good as is. Um, but no, I would never instruct one of my buyers to go in blindly. Good girl. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's all about protecting our client through the agreed. whole entire process. Okay. Do you shorten option? I mean, typical option yeah. is what, five to seven days? So do you shorten it down to three like three? Days. And you've got an inspector lined up that's going to get their behind three. out there and get your inspection done? Absolutely. Okay. Three, three day, day option. Three days. Couple thousand dollars. Couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want the house, we'll get you the house. You're just putting the money up front, and guess what? It's credited back at the closing table. You're it not- sure is. However, so- a lot of people are scared to put down that level of money. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think that all you know. It's super interesting that higher option fee money. I also think it keeps your buyers from playing games. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I see, see something else in there, Stacey. <laughs> no, we, we set our expectations with our clients. Sure. From our buyers to our sellers, I am, my number one thing I always say is set the expectations up front. Like what? Give me, be more specific. Do you, do you want to buy? Do you want this house? Is this your dream home? Because my job is to find making dreams a reality. Yep. That is my tagline. I want to find you your dream home. Is this it? So you know, and you know, you know, when the buyer walks in the house, you know, you if can it's tell. absolutely from the front door in, you know, if it's the house for the buyer. You know, it's funny that you say that because when I bought my first house, my realtor, we were looking we forever. Were looking. Yeah. <laughs> so many houses. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that. Well, and, you know, it was like, I kept trying to make houses work, right? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to, I wanted to find the house. Okay? Right. I was serious about finding a house. Okay? Mm-hmm. This wasn't playtime for me. But, and he said something similar to what you just said. I'll never forget it. He goes, when you walk through the front door, you won't even have to go through the whole house. When you walk in the Mm -hmm. front door, you'll know. It's a feeling. It's, he's so right. Absolutely. He was so right. I walked through the front door, straight to the kitchen. I was like, and we're done. And that's my happy feeling when I see that look on my client's face at the front door. I know. So you didn't have to deal with a lot of these buyers that were going and putting in multiple offer, you know, offers on multiple properties and behind your, did you have some of that? No, no, we we did. We had some clients that wanted to put two to three offers at the same time on the house. And again, setting the expectation. Hey, if the seller on all three sellers come back to you and execute with no counter, because I write a perfect contract. I know that sounds conceited, but I don't have buyer's agents ever countering me or listing agents ever countering me. You know, I meant listing agents countering me. So you better be ready to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so, then you lose your option money if they don't counter. You lose that option money. I love love the high option fee Mm -hmm. because it... It helps everyone. Absolutely. Uh, okay, what's after that? So we we we've moved. We got the two percent option uh, earnest money. We got the three day option period. We got the two thousand dollar option fee. Then where do you move to in the contract after that to create that? Um, then we move to title. Title who's, policy. Who's going to pay title? Well, depends on the market. If, right? if it's a multiple bid, 
You don't even question. Right. It's buyers. Yeah. So as a listing agent, I'm getting contracts in multiple bids. They know it's multiple bid and they're still wanting the seller to pay the title policy. You're not going to win a contract like that. No, you're not. No. Um, and then, you know, the, sh- the home shortages warranty. in oh, the- survey. Survey's next. Yes. T- title survey. Um, so that is always a buyer expense, no matter what. Sure. You know, you you want to pay that extra insurance to secure the survey that's on the table, especially if you're getting a pass me down survey. Okay, so there's you're talking about two things. There's the actual survey, yep. and then there's the additional insurance coverage. coverage. I'm in title, and I forget what the she, fee is. It, it's the shortage. It, so it's the shortage all, fee, always yeah. under one fifty. Yeah, okay, about that was thinking one fifty. Mm-hmm. And so you encourage your clients to go ahead and do that, which protects them. I lo- I think that's great. But all of that's at the buyer expense anyway. So right. where else do you go to create these offers to win? In the contract, is there anything else notable? I mean, you're, I know we have no, talked about appraisal I, I mean, waivers. You, you waive the appraisal. You waive the um, uh, you waive the appraisal, and you waive the home warranty. I'm sorry to say, yeah, I, I do. I, I feel so bad for all the home warranty companies <laughs> during mm-hmm. this time. But again, we are agents. We can give closing gifts and we can buy them for our buyers. We can tell our buyers to buy them themselves. We don't go without. We want our clients protected. I'm all about protecting the clients. Amen. As you see that. So I want them to win the house, but I want them to be protected on all aspects. I have friends that are home warranty reps and it's just- I know. They took a hard hit. Brutal. Absolutely. And then I think, I'm like- Thank you, Lord, because I was a home warranty rep. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, thank you, Lawyer Saddle. <laughs> so I learned this as a listing agent, and I give it back to my team, and I'll give it back to everyone here. Um, do not submit an offer copying a listing agent through your dot loots system or your DocuSign system. You know how many offers I get with no calls, no texts, and I'm just copied on the electronic copy when the um, buyer signs it. Wait a minute. Wait oh, yeah. a minute. Wait oh, a minute. Yeah, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, wait yeah. a minute. So you're just basically kind of receiving a PDF. Uh-huh. So buyers- <laughs> With no buy- intro, Mm-mm. no, hello, I have an offer on no, your beautiful ma'am. seller's property. Just- Mm-mm. Mystery email. I feel like calling that buyer and be like, do you know how your agent's really representing you? That oh, it's so, horrific. That's what, no, so lazy. it's horrific what we see out there. So with our team, we have a template. Yeah. So you're putting the summary of what the offer is in the email to okay. the agent. You're putting the lender information, email and contact. So they can verify. Telephone so they yep. can verify. I'm giving a little blurb and not going against anything about my client and gotcha. how they fell in love with it and something about the home, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of virtual tours are going on. So I want them to know my client has fallen in love with it. And actually saw mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Absolutely. So that followed up by a call, followed up by a text. Okay. So I'm creating a relationship with the agent on the other side. That is vital. Do you feel like when you know the agent on the other side and you guys, you're like, score? (laughs) No, absolutely. And so then there's new agents that I come in contact with submitting me offers. Mm -hmm. And when I see them fighting for their client, 
the client wants it. It's going to be a smooth transaction. It shows me that we're going to have great communication. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I think that you, okay, so you went through the things in the contract that are essential to winning the offer. Yes. I, just to kind of recap And how really to present it. And how to present it. I love the survey, the um, summary email that you send ahead with the offer. Mm-hmm. Don't just. Uh, don't oh, and do it in a one PDF. Don't give me five or six different PDFs of the one to four to the third party to the, no, put it all in one PDF. What? Mm -hmm. I put offer instructions out. I try to make it easy for all buyers agents presenting just how I teach my agents on my team how to present. That's Girl, there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes my like... Type A, OCD, mm-hmm. go bananas. Yes. Mm-hmm. One PDF, please. Yes. Okay. So let's kind of, okay. So is there, we talked about the contract. We talked about your summary with one PDF. Um, <laughs> contact information, lender yes. contact information, so they can verify that your buyer is qualified. And then you follow up with a, a phone call and a text to let them know that you had sent the offer. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, you know, you're just kind of building the relationship after, after that, trying to get them to accept your offer. Absolutely. Okay. Let's flip to the listing side really quick. Yes. What do you look for? I mean, it, it may be a lot of the same. It's going to be a lot of the same question. I don't even know that I like this question because it was going to ask, what do you look for in a winnable offer? What you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, right. What are my offers? What I just said. <laughs> in, in, in a winnable offer is not always about price. You are correct. It, so it, yes. it, it comes down to the agent on the other side, like we discussed and the terms. Okay. Is there anything in particular other than what you mentioned that you're looking for for to accept an offer inside of the contract mm-hmm. other than what we talked about already like uh, that uh, you uh, do on the buy side? A perfect offer like I write, I expect as a listing agent. So when I do my sell worksheet, apples to apples, when I'm presenting offers to my sellers, I have a little notes column okay. and it's... This agent never called. This agent did this. This agent left blanks within the contract that didn't fill out. I mean, I I get broker pages with just my name and their name. Hmm. Y'all, just fill out the contract. I know. Fill out the contract. Yeah. If if you want to leave it blank, not applicable. If you want to leave it blank, 0.00. Yeah. Okay. Um... Let's talk about some of the conversations that you have with your sellers mm-hmm. and and the buyers. Okay. So and and I'm kind of going towards the direction of realistic sales price, okay. showing prep. And when and what you did something really unique. I don't know if it was unique, but it was the only time I heard about it. It when it, when the market was super crazy and you had showing day, you were putting your clients in a hotel. Oh, absolutely. I told them to move out for the weekend. You're going to have a wonderful staycation and I'm going to sell your house. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I've only sold one house. I try really hard not to sell houses. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want I want I want to hoard them all for myself. Yep. And I sold one and it was horrible. It was mm-hmm. horrible. It was mm-hmm. like, you have to get out of your house in 30 minutes. I'm like, hey, man, I'm in my jeans. Right. I, make a, I don't have a bra on my dog. And, uh-huh. you know, like, what? <laughs> I'm working. Well, when I see a family that has kids... And toys all over the place, dogs, dog hair, cats, the smell of that. We want to get in and we want to move them out for a little while and get their house sold. 
such a great idea. Mm-hmm. Wish someone had told me to go get a hotel. Anyway, so let's talk about the conversations. Like how what what does your conversation look like when you sit down with the seller that that they've already agreed to work mm-hmm. with you? You're not trying to compete over that. We right. moved past that. Okay. Yep. So well, actually, people would probably like to hear how you win those conversations. But mm-hmm. let's talk about the the conversation that you have with sellers setting expectations. So we go back to the front door. And I say, I'm putting on my buyer's agent hat right now. And I'm going to pretend I'm a buyer walking in with their agent right now of what I'm seeing that we need to change before photography ever comes. And photography, you know, we do virtual staging. We do real staging. We need paint. We need carpets cleaned. We need all countertops. I mean, I go room to room. And I make them do a notebook, and this is what I'm telling you to do. I will not have photography in here until everything is done on this. Because you want it. I mean, you're- I need prestige. Yes. You need it to move. We're Mm -hmm. teeing it up to move as fast as possible, right? right? Now, granted, y'all probably saw some listings that I had no control over because (sighs) some sellers don't have that luxury and the money or the time to do that. So, you know- Sometimes we just have to go with what we have. There's photography companies out there that will take what's in a home and stage it in different ways and hmm. add to it, change furniture around. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you're not paying to bring furniture and stuff in. I Correct. like that. Um, okay. Let's talk about how you get them to set a, set a realistic sales price. So our system with my brokerage um, has a CMA program that... I've never seen out in any other brokerage, and it's actually produced by appraisers. So it sets us a suggested list price, okay? Hmm. With the market shifting, like in a multiple bid situation, there's three kind of figures that are given to us. I never go with the suggested list price. I go with the low, high, adjusted average. So there's three things when I walk into a home, I know if I'm listing at what level I'm listing it at what they're willing to do. So it is key on. So like if there was a railroad behind the con- the house. Railroad. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally self-adjusts. Do you know how many listing appointments I have gone on and I have seen what the other agents are doing? Guess what they're bringing? A quick CMA. Railroad. So... I'm presenting yeah. it so they can see where I'm deducting. Okay. Do you do you want it up higher? Well, then this is what you're going to have does to do. Does it say, does it specifically, it tells you like I deducted $20,000 because there's a railroad track. Absolutely. It tells you line by mm-hmm. line what it deducted. Absolutely. And so you show and that I to can sellers. Write, I can write in my own. So I do that a lot. Like this house is remodeled. Yours is not. Got it. You are subpar to this one, and this uh-huh. is why. Mm-hmm. So do so you show easy- them like a here's your here's your amount and here's why? Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. Yep. And they can see the pictures. I don't think so. I've we have heard two of different. Yeah, we have two different systems. So it's a special CMA system, but there's another system that will take it and show the pictures side by side. Because what most agents do is they just pull comps, right? Correct. 
It's and, not it's not about that. And I go into my listing appointments and say, you'll have the comps basically within one hour after our appointment, because I already have it done on the other side. I just need to put my eyes on this house and see what I'm going to deduct or add. So how when you kind of compare the two, the program and the comps, mm-hmm. like how close are they pretty far off in the final price or so are they close? I, I, I will tell you, little props, but the last three homes I've sold on a relocation deal, yeah, all agents have to come within 5% of sale price, up or down, even in a multiple bid situation. So you have to predict that someone could come in 50000 over, but you have to be within 5%. Okay, crystal ball, you know. So my last three, right on 0%. Wow. Not up or down, right on. So I'm impressed by the programs that we have. Do you get any, I mean, what kind of, obviously you get pushback from sellers sometimes. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Mm -hmm. My house is worth more than My neighbor, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) It was a one story. You're a two story. We don't comp those against each other. (laughs) 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 They just remodeled their kitchen. Uh, You know, someday, like, I, I love y'all so much. You, I love y'all. And, but I do not. It'd be your job. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I go in there and, again, another setting expectations. Yeah. So my comment to them is, I come from Boston. I'm Boston Blunt. So you might not like me at the end of this meeting, but I'm going to give you straight and narrow what you need to do. Okay. And so uh, they listen to you? Yes. Or guess what? I have the choice not to have you as my client. It's an interview process. For you're both inter- sides, you're yeah. interviewing me. Yeah. I mean, I just left a listing appointment. I will not take. I will not put my name to it because they're not listening to me. Interesting. Okay. And it's it's not just always sales price that they won't listen Correct. to that makes you want to walk away. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, look, we kind of tapped in this a little bit in the mastermind. I made a comment. Mm. I wish I could turn back. Because, you know, we all we all make decisions mm-hmm. about if this is a person we want to work with and if this right. is a person we don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. We all make decisions about that. Absolutely. And you get to a certain level of business, you need to make those kind of decisions. I always feel like if you're keeping somebody that isn't in line with how you work, you know, you aren't working together well, you're mm-hmm. missing out on a better opportunity. Absolutely. When you say no to someone, it opens the door for someone else that is going to respect our profession. It's not an easy profession. It's not an easy profession. So let's talk about specifics that you have with buyers Mm -hmm. because, you know, in the last aggressive market that we had, you know, we have to call it a name. We have to have a name for it. It's a pandemic market. Let's just call it the pandemic Mm -hmm. market. During that time, I I had a bunch of realtors who didn't even want to, who weren't taking any buyers anymore because they couldn't get buyers into homes. You are being very successful at doing that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the conversation and how you set a, a realistic expectations with buyers. I know your team works more with buyer. You don't. Do My a, team. You, you don't do a lot of buyers. No, I, right I, now. I I do the listings. They do the buys. Yeah. So, but you coach your team on how to have those set those expectations and not showing fifty houses and you know run around all over the place and making offers that aren't getting accepted mm-hmm. and things like that. So let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. So I'll give a perfect example. So as a team lead, I watch over everything. It's in my name on the contract. So they have to know who Stacy Feltman is. So one of our agents had a buyer. 
1.65 list price. Woo! Guess what they wanted to offer? One million even. <laughs> So it's amusing out there. Yeah, no. So um, we have a lot of international buyers in our marketplace. And you got to think about this. Everyone wants a barter. Sure. Okay. They want a barter. We go to Mexico. You know how I travel to Mexico all the time on all my cruises. And you go up and you try to barter and get it down. I do it in round top all the time. Not 38% Was it priced? Fair, yes, fair market value ma'am. was priced right. Ooh. Yes, ma'am. 38% below. So what I tell the agent is, tell them you'll write the offer. Tell them it's not going to you know, come to fruition because in the state of Texas, when we do an offer, accept, counter, never respond, or decline. You have a 50-50 chance. You want the accept or the counter. Mm-hmm. You do not want the decline or never respond because you're blackballed at that point. I don't like the no respond. I wish you'd say, I know. just at least respond and just say, hey, man, go jump in a lake. And you know? I, I don't think ever in my history I haven't got a response or I haven't responded. You know, it's an yeah. ethics thing that yeah. you, you do out of common courtesy for the other agents in the area. But um, so I said, submit it. You've had the conversation. He is unrealistic at this point. Submit it. We have our buyer representation documents all signed, sealed, and delivered. And then tell them, it's my name on the contract. And guess what? We're having a sit down. No other contract is going to leave under my name until I sit down with that buyer. So, so I, you, okay, so you let them submit a 65K below ask offer. Yeah, um, but we're we're calling the listing agent and saying, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this client is so unrealistic. <laughs> Stacy is going to talk to this guy. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so I sit down and I have the come to Jesus with them. It's and never going to happen again out of my company. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else do you talk to your agents about and how to work with buyers. Anything else in particular? I mean, unrealistic offers is is one thing, but... Well, I mean, I I need them to know about the appraisal waivers. Appraisal waivers, um, when you're in a multiple bid situation, you're not going to get accepted unless you're fully waiving the appraisal. How far off do you see it right now between the list price or... Even the offer, uh, the list price, and then where their appraisals are coming in. Have they have the, have the list prices caught up? So it's, again, we 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 do an appraisal package as a buyer and a listing agent. Okay. So so you're working. It, we're we're with working that it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They always call me the agents on the road. Hey, they want to do an offer. What do you think we can go over? And I'm running my numbers, and I tell them you can go fifty over. You can go sixty five over. Like the 90 because I did. Of that, all because of that program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You tell me offline what that is. Yeah. Little secret gold nugget here. Um, okay. So you're not really having to submit offers unless the person is mm-hmm. off the rocker. Um, and, okay. And, and lenders come into a big part of this. Okay. So some buyers, okay. And I understand this. Some buyers only want to put 5 or 10% down, 15% down. They want to save their cash understand. But if you're pre-approved for 20% or higher, that's the pre-approval I need for my buyers. Do not submit an offer at 5 or 10%. If they're financially capable, 
they should have a 20% or higher pre-approval. Even if they're not going to put that amount Absolutely. down? Absolutely. Okay. At, at the end of the day, it's showing you're, you're capable. Okay. But at the closing table, what's it matter? I mean, the se- seller's getting the same net, yep. but my buyer's able to keep money in their pocket. It's not doing anything seedy. Okay, I anyone. like that. That's mm-hmm. a good little golden nugget, you guys. What else? Anything yep. else you got? Um, little tricks and in, in and just explaining to them and working with our local lenders to see how much gap that they can cover. Because okay. a lot of lenders, you know, if, if there's a gap of fifty thousand dollars, lenders rework the loan. They're not actually coming out of pocket sure. that fifty thousand sure. dollars. Okay. Any other before we wrap up? Any mm-hmm. other last minute advice that you want to talk about or give? To, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Ooh, I, you got sorry, can't wait. But um, in the contract, okay. Even though it says put seller and buyer information in the notices section, and now there's a new thing that actually you copy the buyer's agents or the listing agent their email address. Don't do it. Okay. And you're supposed to put something. So what Stacy Feltman Group does is on each side, contact information provided to title. Okay. When I'm giving lawyers title, because all my contracts go to lawyers title, yay. <laughs> um, all my contracts come to you. My transaction coordinator is immediately putting in if it's a buyer or a seller, their email address, their contact information, their telephone numbers. Yeah, and I get why agents don't want to disclose that. So in these crazy markets, Mm -hmm. you're protecting, again, I'm always protecting my clients. Sure. It's a protection for them because people will stalk them on Facebook, Instagram, try to contact them and go and try to have a conversation with them. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, our official CE class, right? You're mm-hmm. like, you need to put the bar on the side oh, of my... Yeah, but you're you're actually... Our lawyers at Ebby tell us to put the information. They, they do. do, too. Absolutely. But within two minutes of execution, you guys have that information. Oh, well, for sure. We, yeah, absolutely. So no, what's we don't of- need it in the contract. Correct. But that's the official. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I'm saying I gave it to you on the contract, and I do. Well, and look. Because your girls will call me if I don't. Oh, I know. <laughs> but you're not wrong. There were a lot of people. I mean, the stalking on the Facebook and the mm-hmm. f- reaching out to your client and all that. Mm-hmm. So, so I just want that agents. That stuff is real. I, I want agents to present their client's offer in the right way. Yep. I want them to protect their client always. Because the market gets crazy. And when you're writing of offers here, there, and everywhere to try to get accepted, you know, you can drop the ball. And I don't want anyone to drop the ball. No. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, that she gets deals done. Okay. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I love you, friend. I do too. And um, so that's another episode for today. Thank you for joining us. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. If you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs. You can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms and you guys make it a great day.